body to your ear A little bit jumbled and jivey Every time I'm depressed, I listen to song from the 40s. It takes me back to a time when I could just be in the kitchen. Yay, welcome to happy hour here. The happiest of happy hours that has no alcohol. Oh, oh, how many treats did I have to eat tonight to make this palatable for you guys, the listening audience. I don't even know if the comedians are here yet. I don't even care. Yay. That's, um... In the 40s, they used to take Valium, right? Yeah! Take your barbiturates now! It's time for the bridge! I dare you to feel terrible. I dare you to feel depressed with this music. It is so fun and just jouncy. Is that a word? Did I just coin a word? Jouncy? Welcome to the happy hour, everybody, at Mutiny Radio, 6 o'clock here on a Friday night where comedians come and do their jokes for you, listening audience, and for each other other comedians in the audience and isn't that fun that sometimes a normal person will walk in and listen and that's fun too and if you're listening somewhere like Nebraska or Indiana and you're feeling like wow the feds are really coming down on you it's happening here too the uh (laughs) they're after me does pop make you paranoid listen to the music me. Can't feel bad with that music happening. Uh, hey everybody, your first comedian, I don't think he's here yet. Neither is your second comedian. Your third comedian is here, but I think he's outside smoking a cigarette. I can't see anybody inside right now. I'm like, there, there's another comedian. Uh, there's another, there you are. You're third on the list, but you're like the first one here. So that means that you're first in our hearts. He looks creepy and he's gonna go out in the world and be creepy to people in other nations. Put your hands together, everyone, for Marty Cunney! And that song is here. All right, thanks a lot, Pam. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but I, uh, I'm an extrovert. So what that actually means is what people think it means is that you are really all about other people and like. You love other people. You just love being around other people. And that's not quite what it means. Being an extrovert means that you get your validation from um, being around other people. So you really don't feel right about anything until you are know how a group feels about it. And that's kind of a pain in the ass for me because I fucking hate people. It's terrible. Like I have to always be around them in order to like kind of feel that level. It's like if I was a, um, if I was a beautiful opera singer who could only operate on the smell of farts. Like, I'd only really get that tenor if I was just whiffing somebody's farts. It'd be like, you know, I'd be hearing, if I wanted to hit the low note, I'd have to get, like, one of those farts that just washes over you, and, like, real quick, and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Oh, and then if I wanted to hit the high notes, I'd have to listen to, or I'd have to smell one of those farts that, like, lingers around for a while and kind of sticks around in your mouth. It's like, I'd be like, oh, my God, what is that? And then... You know, every once in a while, you'd have to 
deal with one of those farts that won't stop fucking talking about rent in San Francisco? I'm so fucking tired of that conversation. Please, people, stop talking about rent in San Francisco. If you start talking about rent in San Francisco as like your icebreaker, I'm assuming you're the most uninteresting person in the world. You have fucking nothing else going on for you. I mean, what's the best thing that's going to come out of this conversation? Either I find out that you are living in a much nicer place than me at a decent price, in which case, fuck you. Or I find out that you're in rent control, in which case I'm going to kill you, skin you, and steal your identity, start wearing your skin around like Buffalo Bill. Uh, sometimes you got to deal with farts that uh, won't stop changing the music at parties. Yeah, those people are human garbage. I'm so tired of that. Like, yo, yeah, you're right. I totally wanted to listen to a 30-second YouTube app to hear a minute and a half of your favorite song before you fucking switch on to the next one. You self-centered, short-term memory piece of shit, motherfucker. I'm so goddamn tired of that. Uh, some farts uh, t- tell you to live by the golden rule. Yeah, you guys like that one? The golden rule. Treat others as you'd like to be treated. Yeah, because everyone has the exact same taste. Everyone really likes the exact same thing. That's total bullshit. I, that's, that's another self-centered fucking thing that people, everyone thinks that like, oh yeah, I like this, so everybody else must like it. That's how I want to be treated. Everyone else must want to be treated that way. Come on. I mean, for example, me. Don't hold doors open for me. Please, people. Because face it, you're fucking terrible at it. You do it way too soon. And you force me into that awkward goddamn Quasimodo shuffle like I'm trying to hurry up at like half fast, get myself over there. Come on. Anal? I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to do with that. But if you are into it, yes, absolutely. I'd like to offer uh, my services. I mean, and it's not, for me, I don't think it's so much of a, a like, you know, I'm, I'm like so straight. I just don't want anything up there. I'm telling you, it's just, a, it's just a biological hazard down there. I just don't wish that on anybody, right? It's like, um, I don't know, until they invent, like, the pressure washer bidet, you stay away from my rusty starfish, okay? Uh, I don't know. I think that this general distaste that I have for people, uh, it drives one of my only real fetishes, which is uh, choking. I'm really into choking because it's, like, the closest I can get uh, to killing somebody with them, like, letting me do it, right? And... It sucks because uh, I broke up with my girlfriend recently and we were together for six years and that's a really long time. I mean, we were so close that like, I mean, we really didn't even uh, use safe words. Like that's how close we were. Like I knew exactly how far to take it. You know, was it when to switch from the one hand to the two hand, you know, when to switch from the front pressure to the side pressure, you know, that, that special color of purple that she would turn when she was really starting to pass out, man, that was, I could paint my walls in that shit and I'd fall asleep like pronto. Ah, man, but I'm never going to get it back. It really breaks my heart. Like, you know, it's just those things you lose about people like that, that little vein in her head, you know, when I knew that I just pushed it just a little too far, you know, it sucks guys. Anyways, I'm Marty Cuddy. That's my time. Thanks a lot. Nobody there bothers to dance when he plays Marty Cunning, the wonderful, clean, not edgy at all comedy of Marty Cunning, taking it to the utmost. Like, I mean, it's got to be really hard to choke a bitch and give her cunnilingus at the same time. Your arms must be really long, or there's some weird six to nining thing happening. Are you saying you're choking her with your dick? Is that what you were saying without saying it? Come on, bro. 
All right, misogyny aside, all women love getting throat fucked. Your next comedian knows that intimately. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to drink here anymore, so I'm on like four edibles. So good luck, everybody. Uh, <laughs> your next comedian is, I mean, what are they going to allow me to do here? Could I not take acid and walk around the streets of San Francisco anymore? Is that illegal? I guess it is. I guess it always was. I had no idea. All right. They're teaching me new laws here in this city. Your next comedian follows all the laws. I'm sure when he, when he does his really cool YouTube videos that he puts out every week. And uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to it, you're an asshole. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ashton Tate. The people gather around when he gets on the stand. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, all right, I'll get started. I was going to tell you guys about the first time I ever got paid doing comedy. I was performing at a place that could only exist in Florida. It was a restaurant called Whitey's. It's pretty good. Um... And I was, uh, I was doing a joke, it wasn't going well, and uh, the joke was that I don't support guns because I don't like carrying things. Uh, it's not that funny, nobody really laughed there. And uh, so the managers thought I was giving like a pro-gun rant or something, or dissing guns, I don't know what he thought. So like, I saw the manager start coming to me, but before he could, another guy walked up and he was like, hey, I'll give you $50 to stop. And that was the first time I got paid doing comedy. That was, yeah, that was cool. Um, I realized recently, I don't think, uh, if you're choking, I don't think the Heimlich maneuver can be effective unless you find the person doing it to you unattractive. I feel like that, you know, you need that sense of like, you don't want this to happen to really get your stomach to, to work. Um, I saw this, I saw this lady, one of my go-to things, if I don't know anything about you and I try and strike a conversation, I was, I'll say like, Hey, did you get a new haircut? And I said to that to this lady and she was like, no, I didn't, but I got a, uh, I got my hair dyed but thanks for noticing. And that's, I don't think she would say that if I, with like anything else, you know, if I was like, hey, did you lose weight? And she was like, no, but I am wearing a striped shirt. So that's why it looks that way. <laughs> she probably wouldn't say that. So that's my new take on that. It's cool. Um, you guys, I've never, I don't know. I, I was thinking that, um, you know, I think it's nowadays we could get rid of the whole funeral processions, like people who follow. You know, when someone dies and there's a long load of cars following them, why do they have to drive so slow, you know? I don't know if it's what the person would have wanted. I'm not, unless you're like really old and you like driving slow, then that makes sense. But younger people, we like to, we like to get places and go. You know, I'd like to, if I ever die, well, I'll, I'll totally die. When I die, I want to... Uh, I want to like arrange my funeral procession so that it like you only drive past things that are worthy of driving slow past, you know, like garage sales. That would be cool. Have a bunch of people leave the thing. I mean, it's got, what do you do? What if like, what if you die and none of your friends have cars? What happens then? I don't know. Does everyone just take like one big city bus and then it just drives slow? Because that's what city buses do. They all drive slow. So I guess it works out that way. Um... Uh, I stopped looking at porn a couple months ago, and I feel like it's increasing my chances of getting murdered. Because uh, now, whenever like my door suddenly opens, I don't try and just jam it. I just let it happen. It's also changed uh, the way I watch movies. Because now, whenever like a sex scene happens, I don't just immediately hope that the next scene is a different camera angle. Yeah, I used to think like, hey, there was a POV angle during the battle sequence. You can't bring that back. But, uh, nope, not anymore. No, like, uh, so, 
been dating a girl for a couple years now, and it used to be that uh, you would worry, you know, if you ever had the thoughts of marriage, like Matthew always does, you, uh, it used to be that you would worry about her turning into her mother, but now it's like even possible that she could actually turn into her father. And that's, that's gotta be, I don't know what warning signs you have for that, you know? And she like, she's like, hey, let's go fishing. And you're like, that's great. Wait a second. What are you, are you taking, okay, I don't know. It's just something you gotta think about now. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that, um, I learned that the word POC means person of color recently, which I think is the most progressive thing you can call someone so they don't realize you forgot their name. Very helpful. Because um, someone was telling me that, like, you know, the person of color is a designation of different types of people who have been discriminated against the most. And to me, that would mean a person of colors would be, would fit the most discriminated, you know, which makes sense because that'd be clowns. Clowns are easily the most discriminated. Okay. All right. That's my time. Thank you so much. My name is Ash. And have a good night. Hello, Jack. Yay, Ashton Tate. Clowns are so discriminated against. I totally understand. Also, women that paint their eyebrows on, also discriminated against. Are they clowns? No. Your next comedian runs an open mic on Wednesdays at a place called The Eagle. It's really awesome. <laughs> There's the thing called the Book of Dicks, and they won't let you look at it unless you take a picture of your dick in the bathroom. And I asked one day, I said, Steve, if I bring a strap on and take a picture, can I look at the Book of Dicks? And he said, yes. Your next comedian, Colin Holtz, everyone. Yay! Somebody stole the Book of Dicks. Somebody stole it. It was asking for it. It was asking for it. Uh, I I also didn't know what POC meant. There was a guy on stage and went, where are my POCs at? And then I went, nobody's cheering. All right, I'll give you some love, dude. I was like, yeah. And then, and then my girlfriend leaned over and she went, you're not a POC. And I was like, what's that? Uh, she's like, it's person of color. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what an idiot. Cool. Uh, my, uh, my grandfather was in the CIA. What? Yeah, my grandfather was in the CIA. And I don't think he was very good at his job. I'm pretty sure he was not good at it. I think he was the Inspector Clouseau of CIA agents. There was one time where they tried to audio tape some prints. They hid a reel-to-reel -reel in his closet. And then they just caught a conversation of him talking to his aides about lingerie. That was the whole thing. Real top secret. Then he also, he had to, he had to go to lunch with some guy. And they, he, they had like a tiny reel-to-reel -reel and he put it in his brown bag lunch. But every time... It would go around, it would squeak, and he was like, oh no, they're going to know that I have this reel-to-reel -reel in this lunch bag. I'll just crinkle the bag every time it squeaks, so they'll have no idea. Play back the tape. All you can hear is a bag. 
Did not get any secret information from that meeting either. <laughs> he must have just been like good enough to not get fired. Because he he got a retirement plan. <laughs> um, my grandma was taken care of after he was gone. You know, I mean, like, uh, in a financial sense, not like a take her down to the dock kind of sense. <laughs> she was taken care of. Ah. Uh, well, um... There's never a convenient time for food poisoning, everybody, but there are certainly inappropriate times for food poisoning, like at your grandmother's funeral with 70 of your cousins upstairs while you're sitting on the toilet with your head in a trash can with your mother banging on the other side of the door screaming, Come out of there, Colin! Stop trying to make this all about you! And you just want to you wanna take a break, but you can't, so you can tell her, you're the one who had mayo in your fridge that was expired by a year. This is all about you, Mom. This is all about you. Uh, my mom comes from a big family. She has seven brothers and sisters. And I'm pretty sure one of my, at least one of my uncles is racist. <laughs> like statistically, one of them has to be, I think. I, I like this, this guy, he collects antiques. I, not this guy, this uncle of mine. And uh, one of them is just, uh, it's a black person's head with like, Red lips like the old cartoon. He's got his hand out and he put a coin in the hand and then he eats the coin. And I was like, maybe you should just stick to collecting gas station signs. All right, cool. Listen, listen. Colin Holtz brings us old-timey racism. Yay! Love it. 1940s racism. Any old way and any old time. All right. Hey, we're at the happy hour, the happiest of hours without alcohol. And your next comedian, as far as I know, I'm not sniffing anybody's drinks is what I'm saying. I'm too busy for that run on the motherfucking board back here, ABC. Fuck you guys. If you're listening, thank you for the download. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for clicking and getting this far through. It means a lot to me. You're one of the 5,000 downloads. Oh my God, this someone's calling. Is it them? Fuck, I'm so scared, you guys. I've had way too many pot treats today, and I'm like, I have a card. I'm allowed to do this. Your next comedian is funny man, and he's going to make you laugh. Everybody, put your hands together for Zachary Foster. Play piano any way that you like it, but the way he likes to play is... How's it going? I feel like of, of all the things that unite comedians, it's their shared love for farting that stands out for me. Maybe, yeah, I, I mean, Marty, you talked a lot about farting. Can we actually just go around the room and everyone just fart real quickly? No? All right. It's just like com <laughs> comedians have this unique ability to talk about farts. 
Like, I feel like that's what brings us to comedy. Like, other groups of people, it's tough for them. Like, a play-by-play announcer, he doesn't get up and is like, Oh, Steph Curry from downtown hits a three off the high glass, and then he farted. Like, it's just not relevant information, you know? Like, the dude at Chipotle is not like, Blacker Pinto, Blacker Pinto, what kind of meat, sir? How many times have you farted today? You know, it's just... It doesn't come up. Um, was at the dentist recently. I love going to the dentist because <laughs> I love getting flossed. You know, it's really, it's, yeah. It's really like the only time in my love, life where I ever get within like three inches of a woman's breasts. Um, actually, it's, it's really like the closest thing I ever get to a hand job, really. Yeah, it happens like once every six months. Like, I'm way better at doing it myself than other people are doing it to me. And then at the end, I'm always, like, bleeding profusely. Um, I, I, I told this to my wife. Yeah, I'm, I'm married. Um, I, I told this to my wife, and she's like, actually, I think, it, like, the last hand job you got was, like, 12 months ago. And then she was like, you know what? I think, like, last time you got within three inches of a woman's breast was when you carried my bag. Yeah. I, I hate the movies. I think the movies are stupid. I don't know why movie theaters exist. It's like I want to watch a movie at home in my pajamas, you know, where I can fart. Like, repeatedly. You know, in the movies, I have to, like, I can fart, like, once, and I have to, like, time it for when there's an explosion. You know, it's like, and sometimes it'll be, like, there'll be, like, a countdown, it'll be, like, three, two, one. I fart, and then it, the, the shit doesn't explode. Um... And then, it, like, the movie, everything about the movies is shitty, you know? It's like the M&Ms get on the screen before the movie starts. They start giving you instructions. They're like, turn off your cell phone. I'm like, blue M&M, you shouldn't even exist. <laughs> no, they do just blue. Is just, it, the M&Ms, they don't even taste like what their colors are. Yeah. I, have you guys noticed this? Wherever you go, whatever you buy, they're trying to get you to tip them. They, all the, now that they have an iPad, they can, they're asking for tips. All it takes now, I'm going to set up a lemonade stand on the corner with just an iPad that has three numbers on it. You know, 20% tip, 40% tip, and then like the keys to your Toyota Camry. Like, how is it I'm paying $8 tip on a fucking cookie? And then, like, I'm like, no, custom tip amount. I'm going to leave a custom tip. I choose $1. They're like, confirm that you would like to leave a $100 tip. And then, like, the dude is staring at you the entire time, like, watching you leave a tip. I'm like, fuck you, go make my coffee, then I will not leave you a tip. Um, I was, um... Have you guys known everything is like, you know, I actually love San Francisco. I recently moved to San Francisco. I love the city. It's such an open, friendly city, gay friendly. Everyone's so open and it's really great. At the bakery at 22nd in Valencia, there's this sign and it's like, you know, all genders welcome, all races welcome, all colors welcome. I wish Chipotle would get on board with this shit. I wish it would be like Chipotle. Transgenders get double meat for free. It's like I always thought about becoming a woman, but now I would finally have a good reason to. Thank you, guys. That's my time. Zach Foster. It's a Zach man. It's a Zach. Zach Foster. Yay. Uh, I'm so glad he spoke so much about farting because in the corner we have two 
turkey sticks that I feel like someone could consume and then fart out later. They're on, they're over there on the chair. I dare you to eat the turkey sticks. Your next comedian is going on a soul-searching tour through the depths of humanity in a truck by himself. We're going to see if he ever comes out the other end. Uh, he's here right now. Clap your hands wildly for Adam Gordon. Native Peach, all night long, make tropic love. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I, uh, you know, they say God has a sense of humor. Um, lately, I feel like God is that annoying guy who thinks he's funny and is like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Um, or like, I got one for you. Yeah, like the latest thing is um, I was booked to play a singles gig uh, tomorrow, and then a week and a half ago, my wife and I decided to separate. And I'm like, that's that's not funny, God. I don't get the joke. Um, but, uh, you know, all these comedians are like, oh, my God, you're going through so much pain. You're going to come up with the best material. Don't think of it as heartbreak. Think of it as a pain opportunity. So... Uh, yeah, that's been going on. It's like having, having a bad separation or breakup or that heartbreak, it just exposes that like hole of pain we all feel in our hearts all the time. And, and we want to meet someone and be like, get in my hole. You, I need you to get in my, get in my hole. Um, and then most of the time people are like, I don't think that's my kind of hole. And then occasionally they're like, that's the perfect hole for me. And then they'll go, actually wrong. Nope, not my hole. And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck this hole. Guess I'll go back to plan B, which is donuts. Um, but the problem with donuts is they already have a hole, so you still have the hole. Um, it's just a question of filling in holes. Uh, nothing like a breakup to kind of make you feel humble and old, um, which for me kind of comes like this. When I was younger, I would look at someone who was older that I didn't understand and just be like, don't be that guy. And now I look at myself and I go, oh, yeah, I'm that guy. I've got like a work personality now. Or or like uh, I grew up in the 80s, so I grew up playing uh, Super Mario Brothers, but the early 8-bit version. And now I'm just in awe of the new Mario games, perfectly rendered graphics, and all I can do is stare at Mario's ass. It's not a sexual thing. It's just adorable. And like the light hits it, and it's round and... I grew up playing, or, uh, like, loving the movie Revenge of the Nerds, and uh, I love the, the reboot they did. Um, you guys have probably all seen it. It's called Google. Um, like, the nerds have won, and I, I've stopped trying to be not a nerd or try to be cool. Like, I, I used to wear those pants with, like, a million zippers where I was trying to broadcast to the world. There are so many people trying to get into my pants that I need decoys. Uh, yeah. So that's all going on. Um, what else am I going to talk about? I'm going to go get my notes. Let me just do this thing here. Right? This is really slick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Microphone move to get the notes of what I was going to talk about. Vamping on the microphone. Trying not because we're on the radio. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the other thing uh, I realized is uh, I became a comic because I have a feeling that if people aren't looking at me, I'll die. Thank you. Um... But I think that's the thing of like, like not having a partner is like, I, I don't know what to do, like why I do anything anymore. Cause I realized for the last five years, I would like, 
Hey, I just, I just like put a new windshield wiper on the car. Hey, honey, look what I did. I put the windshield wiper on the car. And I'm like, why the fuck am I putting a windshield wiper on the car? I don't, I guess it'll be cleaner when I do it. But the point is to tell someone so they can go, good job, honey. And I'll feel good about myself. All right. And that is the sad comic for the day, Adam Gordon. And I am going to take off in a van for a month. The cop on the beat, the candy maker. I wish I had the tears of a clown song all queued up. It's like. Oh, you experienced heartbreak. Go on a self-discovery mission to the Northwest. And uh, I don't know, you have to grow your beard longer, I guess. Your next comedian has really cute short shorts on. And I think it's because it's you, yeah. She's webmaster to the stars, you guys. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, she's rad human being super funny very short shorts right now put your hands together for brooke heineken there's a lot you're liable to be missing singing i don't think these were that short you made me realize something in your set uh when you were talking about stores that have like the gay friendly all are welcome signs uh here in san francisco which is that why the fuck are those on stores in san francisco like, I feel like the whole everyone is welcome thing is just implied across the whole city. Like, like no one's going to look at a store with a sign that's like, everyone is welcome in San Francisco and think, oh, my God, that's so brave. Like, if that was on a sign in a store in, like, Texarkana, Texas, then, like, yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know why people feel a need in San Francisco, unless I'm, like, ignorant. Um, all right. Uh, is anybody here a sports fan? Yeah. Uh, what sports are you a fan of? Football and basketball. Baseball. And baseball. I'm a baseball fan too. Uh, but I feel like, do you know a lot about sports? I kind of feel like you can't claim to be a fan of a sports team unless you know everything. Because like anyone who knows stuff about the team is just going to be like, oh yeah, well do you know this and this and this? And you just got to be like, ugh. Uh, so I'm like an ignorant sports fan. Um, I wear a Cincinnati Reds hat because I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, but, but it, no one's talking about how hard Donald Trump has made it on fans that need to wear red baseball hats. So now I gotta stuff it in my back pocket like a dumpy Bruce Springsteen. I'm not sure if anyone is ever gonna get that reference to the cover of Born in the USA. I'm from Jersey, so I get it. You get it, okay. I'm also, well, yeah. Uh, Well, okay, I'll do well in New Jersey. Everyone else is a communist. Uh, um, Okay, Ian told me I need to start coming up here and and just winging it, Uh, which Arjun is not a fan of. Uh, do you, who who experienced a power outage today? I did. Yeah. All day. All day. I did not. I worked from home and I still didn't get anything done. Uh, but my apartment looks fantastic. Um, I, I there's a lot of injustice in this world and I experienced some of it yesterday at work, which was that uh, I got promoted, uh, which is unjust because I am not good at my job. <laughs> um, I for those of you who don't know what I do, I'm a malware analyst, meaning I look at software and try and on the internet and try and find bad software and figure out what it does, uh, which really means that I look at porn all day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I crawl different porn and torrent sites and try and find bad stuff that'll scam people. Why do they give you this job? Why doesn't Arjun have this job? Arjun, you could have this job if you wanted. Yeah, it's like Google, right? It, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, your sister never emailed me back, by the way. What? Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm not hitting on his sister for all those listening. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no. But so most of the people on my team are like statisticians and mathematicians, and we try and figure out where, like, what the probability of any particular software being bad is. And three of them decided that they were going to have a lunch, and because they're all math majors, and they were like, "This is our circle of mathematicians. You can't be a part of it." To which I responded, "There's three of you. That's a triangle. You are clearly not good at being a mathematician." Um, oh no. Uh, let's see. I don't, okay. Oh, I went to the doctor yesterday uh, because I've had this sore throat on one side of my throat for a few weeks now. And my doctor came up with the medically advanced diagnosis of I eat too fast. <laughs> That's the only thing. I was like, are you sure? Do you want to run any tests? Uh, and I can't tell if she was just like trying to take advantage of the opportunity to get me to, to eat slower or lose weight. Um, Ian, this is a bad idea. You're not even here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, but I'll take it. Um, I, fine, I'll finish the joke I'd start at the start of the set. I'm also, in addition to being an ignorant baseball fan, uh, I'm an ignorant football fan. Do you a football fan? What, what's your team? Niners. Niners. You're also Irish. I like your clattering. Uh, Arjun's trying to pound you. You can leave him hanging. I don't care. Uh, you're an Irish. Oh, yeah, you're Irish. <laughs> um, I'm an ignorant football fan. Uh, I don't know a lot about my teams. But I, I know enough to wear the, the swag, which is all that counts anyway. I have one jersey from when I was in high school of a, of a Cincinnati Bengals player that I wear every season. But somebody came up to me last season and was like, why are you wearing that? He doesn't play for the Bengals anymore. And I tried to play it all cool and be like, yeah, I can't believe he uh, uh, got traded slash retired. <laughs> uh, and they were like, no, no, he's in, he's in jail for domestic abuse. And even I like, couldn't hide my surprise. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't think football players went to jail for that. <laughs> um, by the way, I did, an open, I did a college open mic earlier this week, uh, which sounds like a step back in life, uh, and it is. Um, but it also made me realize, like, going to a college open mic where students are just getting up for the first time or the second time is a wonderful ego boost. Like, I now understand why people become professors. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Thank you. Brooklyn again, promoted to head porn specialist at Google. I'm just making things up, but wow. Wow, I didn't know you were supposed to do that with a dick. Your next comedian. I had to watch porn once, and it was Brazilian tranny porn, and I was like, that's what, is that what you're supposed to do with a dick? Just a lot of open mouths, a lot of spit. I didn't know there was supposed to be that much lubrication. All right. Your next comedian doesn't need a lot of lubrication. No, I don't even know where I'm going right now. I'm not even going to say anything. Just going to tell his name to you people. You're going to love him. It's Matthew Banks. You know, fuck lubrication, right? That sounds like something you'd say about a rapist or something. Oh, anyway, that went dark real quick. It's just fucking pot smoke in here. It's reeking. I hate this. <laughs> God almighty, I fucking hate the smell of pot. I can't believe I used to smoke that shit. It smells like a goddamn skunk. Reminds me of home, though, back in the swamplands. Anyway, I don't know, man. I, I, I hate secrets, man. It's like way too much responsibility. You know, not, don't get me wrong. Like, I love, like, a some fucking character assassination to get me through the workday. You know, rip on old Gladys or whatever. Whoever the hell you work with, probably not here. Jesus fucking. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, like you ever notice that um, people can like fool you into like thinking they're trustworthy. You think they're trustworthy, like when they tell you a bunch of shit about other people. You're just like, wow, this person trusts me enough to tell me all this stuff. My God, this this dude must be a trustworthy guy, <laughs> which is like the worst person you could possibly tell anything to. You end up figuring that out a couple weeks later when he tells about you, I don't know, cheating on your wife or whatever. I don't have a wife. Fuck a wife. Who needs a wife, right? Uh, you know who can keep a secret, though, is serial killers. Fucking great at it. I, I love serial killers. They're amazing. Some of them are very, like, selfless, too, and, and giving and kind. There's one guy, he uh, grew up in Russia in a real poor neighborhood, and he killed this dude, and he, like cut his thigh off and sauteed it to eat it and he didn't like it so he shared it with his neighbor <laughs> told him it was kangaroo <laughs> like he was looking out for the guy i mean he didn't have anything but potatoes he might as well give him some fucking quadricep <laughs> you know but you can't you can't like approach a guy like that be like hey you want to you know fred went missing last week well yeah i fucking slaughtered him would you like some of his quadricep or uh how about some latissimus dorsi <laughs> does <laughs> Does that uh, tickle your fancy? I don't know. I guess I'm just fascinated. Way too fascinated. This is creepy. Um, what else is on that notebook? Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to like eat right and uh, I'm probably going to have the munchies after this fucking set. Uh, but yeah, the, trying to eat right, man, salads. Man, fuck a salad. I hate them. Like salads are the hand jobs of food. Like... You know, only thing that's going to make it any better is some oil. For some reason, you need lubrication for salad. It's ridiculous. I bet, though, if a girl, like, spit all over my salad, I could get through it a little easier. <laughs> that's terrible. That's just gross. Oh, uh, what else? All of it sweated away. This girl tried to set me up on a blind date the other day, a girlfriend of mine. And she showed me the picture, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like, I know I'm not the greatest, but, like, come on, you know? And she's just like, guys are the worst. They're so superficial. Like, all they give a shit about is looks. She's like, girls just care about personality. And I was like, that's just as superficial. Like, how dare you fuck a guy for his personality? I, like, take everything into consideration, you know? The outsides are important, too, you know? It's a package deal. Um... Anyway, fuck, what about riffing? Let's riff a little bit. How are you, sir? Great. Doing great. How's your shoulder or whatever you had a sling for? It's getting better. Are we jerking it too hard? Fisting my mom? Fisting my mom? You know, my mom is dead. <laughs> no, she's not dead. Man, that was, <laughs> you can't make a comedian feel guilty. <laughs> That's your mom. Well, my mom's dead, bitch, and then they cry for an hour. You can't do that to a comedian. Uh, even better, she died. That's what makes it funny. Somebody tried to tell me a yo mama joke the other day, and he's like, my mom is so fat. I'm like, dude, there are no my mama jokes. Like fucking San Francisco. <laughs> Don't want to offend anybody. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. But I'm starting to like it a little bit. A little bit, except this fucking reeking pot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am leaving after my set. No offense at all, Pam. I can't handle this. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> Fucking stinky shit. <laughs> Fucking smoke outside. Jesus. Anyway, I love you guys. Have a good night. Matthew Banks does not smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs>
He does not have a medicinal card. He is not into it. However, racism comforts him. Your next community, his, that's his quote. If anybody knows his work, it's, I was quoting him. Racism comforts him. Uh, is Creepy Ken here? Didn't think so. <laughs> I'm just, it was just, I, I mean, it's cute because if it was like Creepy Ken, something, but with K's. Anyways, uh, uh, James isn't here either. Is, is, is Arden? Arden's in the back. I see him there. Your next comedian, he has a show here at the station on Wednesdays from 10 to midnight, and it's called The Night Space, and he has high time story time. And I'm really high right now. Like, I wish he'd give me a story, because I'd be like, I'll read your fucking story right now. And I just ate another little half a thing. So things are going to get funky, you guys, especially with the comedy of your next hilarious individual. Look at that hair. Jesus Christ, why aren't you famous yet? Everybody, put your hands together for Arden. Yay! Thank you, Pam. I, I, want, I want some of what you're having, because the, the pipe's only doing so much today. And I didn't really get to celebrate that much of 420 yesterday. Uh, but no, uh, how's everybody doing? We all feeling good? Yeah, we're all happy. Uh, I may try and wing part of this set uh, following after Brooke, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so I, I read this thing in the news, and I swear to God, it's one of those, wait, what? And it was... Uh, Doctor was having trouble uh, with this couple who wanted to have a kid, and he tried in vitro, he tried everything, and nothing was working, so he said, you know what, let's do a DNA test, because every once in a while, you never know, sometimes cousins, right? Distant cousins, winds up screwing up, making it impossible to have kids. Uh, so he runs a DNA test, and uh, not cousins, no, uh, fraternal twins. And think about that for a second. How did that happen? How did fraternal twins get married legally and then attempt to conceive a child, right? And there were a lot of red flags, but let me, let me explain how this happened. Uh, you see, the parents died in a car accident when they were infants, and uh, no one in the family wanted them. Uh, I guess everybody had an inkling something was up. Uh, so uh, they became wards of the state. The state split them up, put them in separate homes, and never told them that they had a sibling, and they got different last names, right? So they met in college, and then, you know, one night over drinks, oh, my parents are dead, my parents are dead, I grew up in foster care, I grew up in foster care, let's fuck, okay, and that was it, right? And then they got married, and they decided they wanted to have a family. And, uh, you know, I go back to, there were a lot of red flags, like how horny do you have to be? I... Uh, to ignore, like, all right, you got the same birthday. <laughs> all right, a little weird, but it happens, right? A lot of people have the same birthday. Uh, everyone always commented on how similar they look. All right, same birthday, looking pretty similar. Uh, they cried every time they fucked. I mean, it's just, ah, oh, the red flags were there. Oh, God. But I think it's an indictment of the education system. And let me explain. Uh, the kids today are learning with the iPad. And I don't know about you guys, but you give me an iPad at 16 and say, Arden, go nuts. Learn human history. There's 5,000 years worth of it on here. 
I'd say, okay, I'd wipe that 5,000 years of human history and upload 5,000 years of porn onto the thing and then bust a nut all over it. So what I'm saying is we need to fix education by making the important lessons either happen earlier, when sex isn't even on the radar, uh, later, when they can hold their load for long enough to actually study, or, hear me out, just give them the really good porn. And I see you all looking at me going, the really, what are you talking about? And I said, all right, well, my friend the other day, we got in an argument, and he said, uh, yeah, you're so smart, asshole. Uh, who said let them eat cake? I said, Marie Antoinette. He said, that's right. How'd you know that? I said, from let them eat cock, volume nine. <laughs> Phenomenal period piece, the costumery, magnificent. I swear, if it wasn't for the hardcore penetration, it'd be on Netflix tomorrow. And they said, okay, well, did, uh, they pull out their phone to Google some shit. And they said, uh, did the uh, Mongols and Genghis Khan ever conquer Persia? I said, yeah. He said, how do you know that? I said, Genghis Gangbang, volume 18. <laughs> Takes 18 volumes to get there, but, you know, Asia's a big place is what I'm saying. And they said, all right, well, how about this? Uh, this is one he must learn in school, Paul Revere. Right? I said, one if by land, two if by sea. And they said, right. And I said, yeah, I got that from uh, the British are coming. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Uh, and the last one was, uh, you know, he said, okay, well, uh, speaking of the revolution, how about Benjamin Franklin, uh, the experiment with the kite and the key? And I said, yeah, I learned that from Mr. Benjamin. And I said, that doesn't sound like a porn. And I said, yeah, it's a bad Mr. Wizard knockoff uh, where Benjamin Franklin teaches a 17th century whore, because he loved the French whores, uh, about uh, earth uh, earth. Science, like, uh, ooh, magnets are magic, because they didn't know shit back then. And uh, their clothes come off, and they fuck. Uh, but what I'm saying is, if only those twins had had the brother-sister porn, they would have maybe had a heads up that something was off. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Art. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, porn connoisseur, history buff, buffing his cock with history. Your next comedian is, uh, he's the, he's the political comic of our age, or at least of our San Francisco people. I mean, he's no Bill Maher, but like, he's what we got, you know what I mean? Hey everybody, clap wildly for Matthew Quirk. Uh, somebody left their book up here. Uh, by the way, Bill Maher, also from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm taking umbrage up in here at Muni Radio. For starters, uh, I'm on Hell Hat tonight, right? I was described as a disheveled man, and I'm taking umbrage with that shit, Mutiny Radio. Umbridge. Look at me. I look good. I'm a classy man. Just because I have to come here straight from work, sometimes I look a little blue collar. There's no shame in that. And there's no shame in taking umbrage either. And I'm taking umbrage with that. Umbrage, I tell you. Yeah, I use big words. I use big words. I have to use big words to compensate for... uh... Well, let's just all agree that I use big words, all right? I use big words like umbrage. Anyway... Yeah, I'm taking umbrage with 422. Man, what a played out fucking holiday. 
What bullshit that fucking 420 is. I mean, does this city need a weed holiday, right? You could already vape in the library. I mean, it's fucking lame. You dweebs got a hold of some weed and you took all the cool out of it. I'm taking umbrage with it. Umbrage. 420, you think you're so good? I jumped the shark so long ago. That saying is not 2000 late, it's 1990 late. That's how played out 420 is. Man, fucking selfish millennials. I mean, did you guys think for one second of how you were going to fucking clog the streets with your stupid Ubers because you're stupid vaped out to drive, right? Your lazy, entitled. Man, and did you think for one second about all those Uber fucking weed delivery people that would be further clogging up our streets because you're too fucking selfish to plan ahead and bring weed with you to Hippie Hill? And did any of you take into consideration for one second the Uber Eats drivers that would be following those Uber weed deliveries, further clogging up all already congested streets? You guys have no care for society. You're so selfish. Selfish with your fucking individual vape pens. We used to be homo sapiens, passing our joints to each other, looking each other in the eye. Now all you homo sativas and homo indicas are fucking devolving before our eyes with your individual flavored vape fucking dispensary units. It's fucking pathetic. Terrible. You're all walking headlong into traffic because you're buried in a nav app. Getting run over by those Uber Eats and those Uber Weeds and those Uber Ubers. Because you're too dumb to look both ways before you cross the street. Because you're buried in a nav app because you lost your ability to find your friends in a park. You're pathetic. Pathetic human beings. You got it too easy with weed, and now every dweeb in the world is out there vaping like it's special. It's not cool, it's not tough, it's not special, it's not dangerous. You guys have besmirched poor Mary Jane's good name with your abuses. With your abuses. Man, none of you guys remember 1987, the year America ran out of weed. Man, back then we had weed or no weed. And that was it. We didn't have fucking 12 clubs with a special on red Congolese and who's got the best honey drip vape fucking dad bullshit. 100 fucking joints in one pin drop. You don't know how to suffer for your weed. You guys never served your joints and hoarded them till Sunday because they were special. You got it too easy. It's terrible. Goddamn terrible. So much to be disappointed with you people. Oh, already I haven't even gotten into the pussy part. All right, well, maybe I'll just hustle and I'll, I'll leave that to Ken. I'll just hustle into a quick, just, I'm so disappointed with you guys and your diets and everything, thinking you're all paleo. It's like, that's fucking something. Man, you're not paleo. Nothing about you people is paleo. You know what's paleo? Shivering. Shivering's paleo. Hella paleo, works your core. That's why they were so ripped back then. They were shivering all the time. Why don't you try that? All right, good night, Muni Radio. Yay! Umbridge! And Matthew Quirk taking Umbridge. Everybody, look it up on your phones right now. Good times. Your next comedian. Uh, 
is the most juxtaposed to this music that you could possibly be. Please, slap your meat paws together for Ken Suzuki! Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and we'll all stay pretty good reflection of my character. That was really good intro music, thank you. I felt it, it touched me here and it brought out the inner self. Did you guys have a great 420 yesterday? Yeah, happy belated Hitler's birthday everyone. Let's go with it. Oh, Hitler, he, that's an example of someone, he's like the comic whose ambition exceeded their skill level, you know? After a certain level, you're like, are you sure you're at the stage when you want to start hawking merch and developing a website and giving to her? Like, pace yourself, you know? Because at the end of the day, what do you do? He ended up destroying some perfectly good catchphrases. I don't know about all of you, but when I'm at work and I propose a solution, I expect it to be final. <laughs> Can't use that pitch anymore, folks. Cannot use that pitch anymore. I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about sex toys. They don't make really good heirloom items, do they? There's no, you don't hear of the generational glass butt plug being passed down. I don't know, I gotta figure out how to make that work still. Oh. Brevity is the soul of wit. Be mindful of that as you pen your suicide note, folks. When it comes to writing, you want to say more with less, okay? Purple prose does not a good suicide letter make. When it comes to writing, be a Nietzsche, don't be a Kant. <laughs> I'm in a relationship currently. Um, I don't know, are you guys down with polyamory? I believe I thought you were polyamorous for Al Arjun, no? Polyamory, you know, or as I call it, the X Games of juggling. Currently involved in a polyamorous relationship right now, uh, which just means I'm seeing her and all of her issues. And uh, that's fucked up. It's like I got, a, I got a fiance and I have a girlfriend. And so it's like I just know two women with Stockholm Syndrome, I guess, is what I'm saying. Parenting is tough, and that is the, <laughs> well, the parenting is tough, it is. Uh, I only have one kid uh, in every state, but. Not really. I don't. I, I don't have a kid in every state. I only have one kid, but I, I have changed my name like 50 times, though. And uh, my but it mirrors my attitude towards parenting. My philosophy towards parenting is this: a cynical child is a happy child. You never disappoint your children when they've learned to expect nothing from you. Here's a killer pickup line. You know, coconut oil. Coconut oil, let's talk about this. Apparently it's the new superfood, right? It's the miracle product. It can be used for everything. Cooking, you can put it in your hair, moisturizer, sunscreen. It's got so many, it's pretty much at the stage, I call it like, it can be edible lubricant. That's what it is. Edible lubricant is all coconut oil is. And I mean, that's good. If you, got a pro if you have a strict ketogenic diet, you're burning a lot of calories. You want to make sure you're getting your proper dosage of MCT oils before you go ass to mouth. Got to make sure you got that ketogenic ass before you eat it. Rim jobs. Say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. 
hate crimes. Say what you want about them. <laughs> Somebody loves doing them. I mean, <laughs> I call them love crime. They're called a love crime when I commit them. Oh. That's what you call it. No, that's wrong. That's just my sex life. That is a hate crime. Now, I don't know what you guys are into, but uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, it's not a bad way to go out. It's not. End your life on a high note. Come as you go. That's my philosophy. You want to blow, you blow hard. That's all I'm saying. You know, life is cool, though, because... I, the one of the most beautiful parts about being alive, to me anyway, is knowing that you always have that option to walk out. This is an elective course. It ain't mandatory. Just because you were born doesn't mean you have to stay. You're auditing. There's no credits at the end. So walk out. You always have that option. And I think more people should take that option. Got to find a way to punch that one up, but I'll find it. <laughs> huh. You know, good to end with an old joke, but I'm not going to. I am going to say, though, that if you ever think of doing something that's considered hateful, but you really love doing it, well, just call it a love crime and you'll be fine. We're actually going to call that set a love crime. That was Ken Suzuki loving all of you to death. Your next comedian. I don't think he's here. Is James Mara here yet? Nope. He'll be here tomorrow from 4 to 6 doing his open mic. That'll be fun. But right now, a young man who has been accused of many things tonight. He's been accused of being in polyamorous relationships. He's been accused of being a POC. Is that, am I, it's pretty, he is a person of color, he's a POC. He's also a really nice guy, a lovely human being. Uh, clap wildly for Arjun Banerjee. The only time I ever describe myself as a person of color is when I'm trying to make an issue that's not about me seem like it's about me. And I'm like, they are killing people of color in the streets, okay? Um, yeah, no, actually the other, the other, the other day I was, I, I was doing stand-up and this one, I said to this one audience member, he was like, you look like you have a lot of white guilt because of your facial hair, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and he came up to me afterwards and was like, hey man, don't judge a book by its cover. And if you're saying that, be a less shitty cover. Uh, uh. And then he was like, I'm not white. Well, at first he was like, I'm not a Republican. Uh, okay. And then he was like, I'm not white. I'm Egyptian. Which, like, I guess could be upsetting. But on the other hand, if you're not white, being mistaken for white is the best thing that can happen to you. Okay, because racists do judge books by their cover, and your cover just says white. Um, you know, hopefully you have a cool name, and if that doesn't work out, whatever. I, um, I am a young guy, so I, was, I grew up at the age of uh, participation trophies, and I got my first one when I was six. And even at the age of six, I was like, this is stupid. Uh, like, I know we didn't keep track of the score, 
but it's soccer, and I can count to one, you know? I know we lost, and I hate it. Uh, and this participation trophy just feels like they're throwing. I don't even know who that's for. I honestly think it's so the, I don't think it's so the kids can feel like winners. I think it's so the parents can feel like not losers. Because, um, you know, that's why uh, youth sports exist. Uh, so parents can feel good about themselves. Uh, man, I wish I had brought my notebook to in my backpack today. Because I was like, I'll do those two, and that should take me to the end of my set. But it turns out, eh, it's cool. Whatever, at least I didn't talk about sex. Hey, I'm not gonna, but at least I didn't. Riff, I, I don't like winging it. I hate winging it. Um, I like having a prepared set. What are some other jokes? Getting into, oh, okay. I hooked up with this girl, and she was, like, hot in a way that made her poetry sound good. Um... <laughs> But the next time I saw her, she was like, I don't think we should hook up again because I don't want to ruin our friendship with sex. And I was like, our friendship's not that good. And she was like, yeah, but the sex was terrible. Uh, boom. And sometimes I wonder, should I tell those jokes? Maybe I want to meet a lady after a show. But then, like, getting into comedy for the sex is like getting into comedy for the money. Ba-ba-ba-boom. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Uh, what are some other points or thoughts I have? Oh, you know what? I do think, I agree with Matthew. I think millennials are very entitled. Like, I was talking to my one friend. He was like, man, I hope Social Security exists in the future. Uh, um, I was like, fucking entitled, man. We all know that's for the people who are going to die soon. And then they'll get rid of that. Way to go, Matthew. I personally blame you for Reagan administration. You guys remember that? I, I, now I'm just going to... You guys remember the time Ronald Reagan gave money to Osama bin Laden to train him in the CIA? I do. I just... Every single day I wake up, I'm like, God. You know Reagan's the reason Cal has tuition? He personally owes me $48,000. Okay? God damn. Oh, oh, I'm so glad he's dead. Um... Reagan burn. Oh, I have a Reagan joke. Okay. I, <laughs> well, saying it's a Reagan joke probably ruins the joke, cause the, but whatever, in advance. I, if, when, if, when I have kids, because I'm, I have family values, uh, uh, when I have kids, here's, I, here's how I'm going to deal with Santa Claus. I'm going to say Santa Claus did exist, but in the mid-80s, Ronald Reagan had him killed, so he'd stop giving handouts to the poor. <laughs> um... And finally, I also agree with Matthew. Weed was much cooler when thousands of African Americans were going to prison every year. Uh, uh, that was making it better. Now that it's legal and nobody's going to jail for it, ugh, a bunch of nerds are doing it. That's definitely net negative. Thank you. Nerdcore, Arjun Banerjee, straight edge nerdcore. So I'll smoke some pot outside later with our next comedian, my favorite communist. Let's see if I can do his voice. He has nice pants. I like when he wears pants that are other killers. I can't do the accent. Uh, he's, he's Russian. Don't hate him. 
everybody i mean it's like all this russia hate now is like he's a nice guy whatever he's got a cool accent everybody gene feld thank you pam comrade benjamin yeah no you guys should definitely not hate me because you know when the putinists come for you i'll put in a good word I'll tell him you're a bunch of commies. Yeah, I'll. I'll ah. What? I missed that. I said put in a good word. There we go. Ah, a pun? I know, okay. Ah, what should we talk about? I was like pretty sick a couple weeks ago. I don't know, I felt like Hillary Clinton on election night. You know, just like wallowing my own sorrow, wondering how come such a minor flaw, like a complete lack of empathy, is preventing me from doing well in life. Here right now. I also have some jokes about trophies, but not really. Like, I don't have a mantle. Because I don't need it, because I'm Russian. And we didn't have participation trophies. The top three guys got the trophies. The rest were told they're worthless and they can possibly get some medals in the army. Uh. So, you know, even if I did have a mantle, a fireplace would not warm my soul. <laughs> I'm kind of excited that the Cold War is back on. Like, I am. I think that. I think that the reason that Putin wanted Trump to win is because he needed a partner. And he knew that Hillary would not be into it. I think the movies are going to get really good. Maybe we're going to be lucky enough to see Rambo 5. I don't know. In general, I think that like, have you guys seen Independence Day, The Resurgence? Yes. Like, okay, until the second attack, the world looked like a pretty good place. Right? Like, you know, if we started from scratch in 95, okay. right? Like, no reality TV, which is an oxymoron to begin with. And what the fuck is, like, it's TV, it's not reality. Like real reality TV, like National Geographic is reality TV. You know, news, like if we had real news, that could be considered reality TV. But no, I don't know. People ask me if I go back to Russia, if I miss home. And like, and I don't. Because I can find all of it here, you know? Like, I can turn on Fox News, substitute Lenin for Reagan, substitute anti-Soviet for anti-American. Enemy of the people is already there. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like grandma and warm vodka all over again. You get it? I made a pun on the mom and apple pie. We didn't have apple pies. I mean, we did, but they were like rare. Just couldn't get apples. <laughs> or flour. 
What else should we cover? I think honor is interesting. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily good though, right? Like, are you a better person if you have honor? Or are you just like a fucking coward who cannot live with shame? All right, I think I'm going to stop here. Thank you very much, guys. At the stage door. Gene Feld is not a coward who will live with shame. Yes. Yay. Yay, Gene Feld. I like his pants. I, I really wish I could do his accent. Sometimes, um, alone in the dark, Jonathan and I pretend that we're you back and forth to each other. <laughs> 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 you try to do your exient. <laughs> I'm sorry. Things are getting crazy tonight, you guys. Your next comedian, he is a young, young man. Um, wow, he is, he is, it's too bad that he doesn't skateboard. Uh, maybe uh, he'll he'll flip his way into your heart, not kick flip it because he can't ride a skateboard. Although it would be a really funny YouTube video to like put him on a skateboard with like a lot of pads and like put him in an area and be like, "Fucking do it, dude! It's gonna be okay." And he's gonna like lose a tooth, and then we'll all laugh at him, and then we'll still bump him on the open mic on Wednesday. Uh, hi, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. Yay! What, what was that about? A skateboard? <laughs> I, had, I never had a skateboard. I had a, uh, before Razor scooters were a thing, I had a, sco a four-wheeled scooter that the handlebars fell off, and I used that as a skateboard for a little while. Oh, that was sad. Do you guys know what a, uh, do you guys know what a key party is? A key party where everyone puts their car keys in like a bowl. Uh, it's like things swingers do. And whoever pulls out uh, the keys, uh, that's who they're going home with. Uh, do you know the worst kind of people at key parties? Janitors. Everyone would, everyone would know. It would be like this is a bunch of little keys and then just this ring with 30 keys on it. This. That's okay. Hold your applause. <laughs> Um, people were was there kind of a theme I heard Arjun talking a bit about uh, the, like things better in, in the, the old days was that was that the theme of this mic or uh, I don't agree with that I don't I don't agree with that I know uh, I know some old people who always say like ah, kids these days aren't tough enough you know everyone's oh we kids these days aren't tough enough which may be true, but also every old person I know uh, has a brother who drowned. Like every single one of them has like a brother who just like, oh, he, he fell in a wood chipper. Or like they all <laughs> had people, it's just terrible things happened to people back then. And that was just a cost of living <laughs> before penicillin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I um I I have a pretty good relationship with my dad right now. I have I think it's the best when I was a teenager we didn't always have the greatest relationship, but now 
I went back in time recently, and it's like we, we read a lot of the same books. Uh, you know, we're very similar sense of humor. We're both really into chamomile tea. So we're very, very similar people. And I... I feel like I feel like our my my relationship with my dad is so good uh, that the only thing I can do to like sustain this quality of the relationship is fake my own death. Like it's 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 peaked out. Like it's it's better, you know, it's better <laughs> to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> you know, as rock legend uh, Katy Perry once said. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. It was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's as good. It's as good as it's going to get. Do you guys like uh, living in San Francisco? Do you guys like being San Francisco people? Maybe Bay Area people a little bit. Here's what I like about the Bay Area. Here's what I, I think. Wherever, wherever you come from, when you're here, uh, no matter your like gender, no matter your race, no matter your sexual preference, whoever you are as a person, we all in the Bay Area come together, and together uh, we pretend homeless people don't exist. Like that's the for the glue that binds us together. Every every single one of us has walked past a homeless person, uh, told them we didn't have any change, uh, and then got into a cash only miniature golf course. Like that is a thing that I have done twice this week. Like that's. <laughs> It's it's a weird it's a weird you can go ahead and hoard me <laughs> it's a weird thing like this is the only place on earth I think where someone will tell you uh, that the the only you know the only diet that is morally just is to be a vegan uh, and they'll explain this to you whilst they simultaneously curb stomp to death a homeless person you know. <laughs> Free range isn't really free range. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> I got blood on my Uggs. <laughs> but there were no animals harmed in these Uggs. Okay. Um, was, was that everything I, I wanted to try? I think so. Okay, I think that's my time, guys. Thanks. Ew, I got blood on my Uggs. Ew, yay. Ian Levy, yay. Yay. Let's all ignore homeless people together as a group. It's so fun. Questionably housed. I don't like to call them homeless. I like to say they're questionably housed because you don't know whose couch they're making smell bad. Your next comedian is new to us, so that means don't be a dick and fucking clap your hands together, you assholes. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's Abbas Wahab. Yay! How's everybody doing? Uh-huh. I just... Oh, fuck. Good timing, huh? Somebody's having a fucking blast out there. Did you hear that? <laughs> Tires screeching. Fucking... I think the sunroof was off, too. Shit. I uh, just moved out here. I've been here like a month. I thought I had the city figured out, honestly. I, it's not what I thought at all. Like, I have not seen a single glory hole yet. Like, I thought buildings would be crashing down just because of the sheer number of glory holes in the structure. 
came from Michigan. Uh, that's the sense you get, you know, hearing about San Francisco. Like, that's the number one export here. Just truckloads of pre-drilled stall walls. Just go, go. It's not all bad, though. I'm uh, no longer self-conscious about walking down the street, rapping out loud, screaming, you know, when I've got those bent-up emotions, taking a shit on the sidewalk when I can't hold it in. You know, I used to really feel self-conscious about stuff like that. Uh, big Future fan, listen to a lot of Future. Future says some shit that's obviously it seems nonsensical at first, but I like to play a game where I, I try to rationalize the, his lyrics. Like he's got one song where he goes, dope in the bush, dope in the bush, I know how to cook. Nonsense, right? But I like to envision he's being pursued by police, so he tosses the dope in the bush. And by dope, he means crack, which he obviously made because he knows how to cook. You ever uh, pick up your phone in a weird way? You, you press play on the last thing you were listening to? It happened to me about a week ago in work. I was leading a meeting. And uh, pretty degenerate future lyric goes off, soundbite. Don't remember what he said. Just remember everybody's face. I knew there was probably only one thing I could say to get out of that situation. But I didn't know what it was, so I just left. <laughs> Emailed them after. Please forward meeting minutes. I uh, went to do another meeting at, over at 555 California. I don't know if you guys know where that is. It's a tall building over in the financial district. When you ride up the elevators in that building, there's monitors all over with like stock market metrics. And there's this weird button with like a squiggly and like an arrow. And I asked the guy next to me, I was like, Hey, what's that button for? He said, well, in the event there's a market crash, to avoid having to go back to your office and jump out the window, you can just press that button and much faster. I, uh, I was in uh, Minnesota recently, hooked up with a therapist. That was pretty cool. If, you, um, if you're into dirty talk, do not hook up with a therapist. They just keep asking questions. Yeah, my, my dad did beat us from time to time. But I'll tell you more. Just keep sucking, please, okay? Just keep sucking. I don't know why you got to say big before black, okay? You, just ha you, do, you want me to come or not? I went down on her. She's like, don't stop. I'm having a breakthrough. At the end, I finished on her face, and she stuck her chin up. She's like, tell me what you see. I was like... I see a whore, is what I would have said had I still been there. Quick note, always aim for the eyes. It makes for a much easier exit strategy. I'll leave you with this. Recently hired a lawyer to do some immigration work for me. Uh, full contact. As soon as I paid him, he disappeared. No response to the emails. His phone goes straight to voicemail. And I, was, I started panicking. I Googled him. I found a mugshot of him somewhat recently. Seeing a mugshot of your lawyer is like finding out your doctor isn't really Indian. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bus up. If it's his first time here, I hope he comes back again and again and again. Comes back, not in anybody's eyes. <laughs> so we can see him next time. I saw him. Good looking man. Just like your next comedian. 
But he's off the market, ladies. There are no ladies here. <laughs> he's funny. He has a dog, and uh, he has a show here on Wednesdays called Some Call Me Tim. He's also known as Pervert Fervor, if you guys know about that. But right now, he's going to do jokes for you. Timothy Pizza, yay! Some little diving, a you guys ever meet anybody that seems the same fucking word all the time? I know a guy that keeps saying ubiquity. I want to fucking kill him. It's like, ubiqui- oh yeah, it's so ubiquitous. Oh yeah, those two, they're, ubiqui- they're ubiquitous. It's like split-second murder fantasies. This isn't a joke. This is just how I feel about people saying dumb shit all the time. It's just an ugly word. That's like, ubiquity. It's like there's just the sound of it is just fucking arrogant and stupid. I don't know why. So what's it mean everywhere? Yeah, it's pervasive. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's uh, I don't know it's. Let's see what else I got here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was seeing this girl for a while, and you know, she broke things off with me. And then I was watching uh, Smallville, and I saw a girl that looked like her. And I was drunk off Carlos Rossi, so I texted her, and I was like, "I know I was hella awkward the last time we hung out." Uh, so why don't we hang out again? And she goes, uh, I can't hang out with you uh, because clearly you're comfortable with living in garbage. <laughs> and I just text it back, uh, your dad gave me a back rub. <laughs> uh, I want to develop that a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, there's something there. Um, it's like, I don't know, everything's fucked, like, with the world. I'm trying to learn how the world got so fucked, because I've been in my bubble for far too long. I don't understand politics or economics or anything, and I've been reading all these books, trying to figure shit out, and uh, one of the things I thought was just utterly adorable and hilarious in 1968 during, um, uh, it, was, it was right around women's suffrage and all those other things, uh, these women were protesting the... Uh, Miss America pageant, and they uh, they got this sheep, and they put it in lingerie and high heels, and they crowned it Miss America, like as a metaphor for saying that women are cattle. And uh, I have been emailing with the reporter that wrote the article about it from 1968, who's now a women's lit professor in, like, the East Coast. I don't even know. This, these aren't jokes. Um, but uh, let's see what we got here. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see if... Uh, oh, yeah, here's one. Uh, this is a joke. Uh, so um, if you're trying to be your parents' favorite child, like you have a lot of siblings, I got a little hack for that. Um, gently massage a lobster on your mother's side of the bed. And then when your father's disciplining you physically for it, wink at him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, 
I want to build a uh, 75 foot tall uh, Weath, uh, Reese Witherspoon wicker statue for doing the crane from Karate Kid. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. How's it going? Hi. Were you in that sex tape with the drifter? No. Oh, okay. Were you wearing glasses? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, let's see what else do I got. Um, oh, yeah, like if you wanted to play a joke on a sheep, or no, 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 a snake. You could open a can and have a bunch of tiny people fly out. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, I already did the ubiquity bit. Uh. So, uh, scientists will participate in the March for Science in 500 cities around the world on Saturday. No dentists allowed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know who you guys fucking think you are, but stay home. <laughs> Just fuck with teeth. You don't do anything scientific. Don't come. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, they got the new women's uh, Major League Baseball team. Um, uh, I want to start, I want to be the coach of this team. I want to move to Harlem and start the Harlem Harem. <laughs> so awful, I'm sorry. Um, you know, and, and another thing, stop telling my dog that I'm his dad. He didn't come out of my dick. That'd be painful. My dick would be destroyed. I don't, I don't know how women do it. I mean, the... The sound of the word episiotomy just makes me cringe. Got the utmost respect. Uh, yeah. I found out I'm, uh, I got uh, brown hair on the top of my head, and I got kind of a red beard. So does that make me a chinger? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. So I was trying to figure out the difference between sherbet and sorbet. And uh, they're just like weird incest ice cream cousins. <laughs> Basically. It's like one's a little bit of milk on one side. The other one's like kind of the same milk, but not really. And they're just like mixed together. And they're just like, it's like, don't eat sherbet or sorbet. There's bad, bad ice cream DNA and that shit. Stop saying ubiquity. Mm -hmm. Let's see, I got a whole thing about bees that makes no sense. Uh, uh, um, oh yeah. Uh, I've been trying, I convinced people of this multiple times on the internet. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I'd like to develop this into a bit, but uh, you can easily trick people that Steve Perry is Katy Perry's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I've fooled several people online. Um, this is all the, the new hot, the new hot stuff, guys. 
no, no, no old material here. Let's see here. Oh, right, I'm done. Cool. <laughs> the rhythm he beats puts the cats in a trance. Nobody Timothy Pizza, everyone. He has a lot of jokes in his phone. Yeah. Tell him to us here on the happy hour. He's also going to be up on the next show here at 8 o'clock, which is the Hell Hat. Your next comedian. Her name starts like hell, but it's not really at all. I was going to try to do some Greek. I'm not smart enough right now. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Helen Zoo. to the bar. So also testing out a virgin set here. Go easy on me, one finger at a time, just not the middle finger. If you must use all hands, please practice clapping. I'm not into fisting, setting up some boundaries here. So um, I'm Asian. That makes me a little socially awkward. My parents made me do mathlete instead of band camp, of course. So up till I was in college, I thought the word us, uh, or the number 69 just meant multiples to three. <laughs> so... Um, I also just, because of that, I have anxiety just interacting with new people, getting acquainted, but I do a lot of social dancing, so I meet a lot of new people, and uh, a few weeks ago, I was at a salsa club, and I was dancing with a new partner who was really good, and uh, halfway through the song, he um, pulled me really close and started talking to me, he was like, hey, you know, I'm going to try this new move on you, and I want you to stand very still, and if we pull it off, I'm going to give you $20. Yeah, I know silence was what was going on in my head, too. I'm like, what is the appropriate, polite thing to say? So then I'm like, okay, well, my rate starts at 100. <laughs> and then um, the song ended, so I never got my money. <laughs> so a week later, I ran into him again at a different salsa club. And then he came up to me. He's like, hey, it's you again. Um, you know, you're going to get asked to dance a lot because I told everyone that there's a new Japanese girl in town, and she's really good. And here's my card. Please add me on Facebook because you're the type of woman I would like to marry. Again, you know, what is the appropriate thing to say? And also, how many things are wrong with this? Um, first of all, I am fucking Chinese, not Japanese. Uh, and uh, we make Android phones, not cars. We keep the pollution and the radioactive waste inside our country. Secondly, what makes him think that the promise of money and marriage is going to, pro is going to motivate me to do something? I need cold hard cash because I'm Asian and I believe in fair trade you know being uh, raised by an Asian mother I was taught a lot of things a lot of wisdom um, for example my Asian mother's um, takeaway from the last election is that white women cannot be trusted um, she did not win Hillary did not win uh, she did not break the glass ceiling what was she throwing at it tennis balls she probably throws like a girl and then you might think, well, you know, what's a Chinese first-generation immigrant speaking such uh, savvy English idiom um, for a first-generation generation, uh, Chinese woman? And it's because she married a Republican white guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he actually, to be more precise, he's Jewish. Uh, I know my household is just a factory of model minorities mm -hmm. and conservative spending habits. You know, they were both poor college professors. So, you know, in my mom's opinion, if an Asian woman ran that campaign, she would have won. She would have aced it because sin is spelled Asian with no ace. You know, Asian women, we would have taken out our whip and we would have herded our husbands, our sons, our fifth cousins into voting for us. 
We would have shattered that glass ceiling. But Asian woman, as she says, we would never want to run for president. We don't want to be in charge because our focus to succeed in America is to focus on the big D, deliver. You know, Asian women, we deliver Chinese food at restaurants, assignments at work, uh, cute Hapa babies at home, and even the illegal, illegal immigrants deliver happy endings. We all contribute to the society in the most positive way. So to summarize her argument, the way to be an Asian woman to thrive as a model immigrant is to focus on two things, being hireable and fuckable. And uh, she voted for Trump. But you know, tide is changing for us Asian women because um, South Korea just launched, its, uh, just voted for its very first female president a few years ago, and North Korea is getting ready to launch its very first missile successfully. And when that happens, I will be so lucky to be mistaken as a Korean woman, mm -hmm. and people will be like, hey, that Asian girl, she will disrupt, she will fucking nuke that glass ceiling. Thank you. It's a fact, man. It's a fact. Yay, Helen Zhu. I believe in the whole Cheryl lean in thing. You know, you got to lean your titties up against that glass ceiling and really show them a little nip, you know? Just move that bra over and really squeeze those titties together against the glass. You know what I'm saying? Lean in, baby. All right, uh, that looks like the end of our, because uh, James Mara didn't show up. Is that what didn't happen? That's cool. We'll have a little break. We'll be back in a half hour with Pam Tastet's Comedy Clubhouse. Tonight is a hell hat. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we have Arden, Geneva, Rust Orta, Matthew Quirk, Jade Terrio, Timothy Pizza, Valerie Vernali, and Clay Newman on the bill tonight, as well as yours truly, Pam Benjamin. This has been Happy Hour. Uh, I might have to change the name because since there's snow, there's no happy and happy hour anymore. Thanks. Thanks, government. Uh, cool. Keep listening, people that are ratting us out. <laughs> We're not drinking anymore, so bully on us. Uh, yay. Listen to some 40s pop music and have a good time. I'm with your kind permission, I'll just say A hubba hubba hubba, I'm on my way And I'll dig you later in the USA Well, I got another mission, it's okay I'm with your kind permission, I'll just say A hubba hubba hubba, I'm on my way And I'll dig you later in the USA If you wanna do right by your appetite If you're fussy about your food Take a train today, head New England way And we'll put you in the happiest mood Where you fly by An apple pan dowdy makes your eyes light up Your tummy says howdy Shoe fly by An apple pan dowdy They never get enough of that wonderful stuff Where's you fly by an apple pan dowdy makes the sun come out When heavens are cloudy, shoe fly by An apple pan dowdy, I never get enough of that wonderful stuff Mama, when you bake Mama, I don't want cake Mama, for my sake Go to the oven and make some ever-loving Shoe fly by An apple pan dowdy makes your eyes light up 
Should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. 
We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Fox. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! <laughs> the dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for Free Minds.
This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cop,
You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So 
I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> L-S-D-Fap 